Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm excited today as we journey deeper into 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Last broadcast, we went through the first five verses, and today we'll pick up in verse number 6, and God has been speaking to my heart. It's amazing. This book of the Bible is only three chapters, and we've spent many broadcasts already in uh, this book every book of the Bible, so profitable, every chapter, every verse, and it's obviously very apparent It's the very Word of God, and I thank God for this book. It'll change your life. It'll change your day. It'll change your eternity. While you're finding your place in 2 Thessalonians 3, let me invite you to visit Help for Today. The web address is helpfortoday.org. Now, help the number four, today.org. This is a free resource put together by the staff of the North Valley Baptist Church and the faculty of the Golden State Baptist College. These men and these ladies have taken time to write articles and prepare helps that will be a blessing to the Christian life. Now, what I like about Help For Today It's not all uniform as far as every article does not look the same. It's not formatted the same. Some articles are written in paragraph form, and they're lengthy. They break them up into two or three or four different uh, sections. Other articles are short. Some are bulleted. Others are numbered. Some of them are basically just materials that you can print off and use in your ministry. And here's what I'm promising. It doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what you do in the work of God. You will find something for you on Help For Today. So take a moment, visit the web address, help, the number four, today.org. Now, another thing to do is subscribe. When you go to the website, there'll be a free subscription box pop up. It's free. You just type your email address in, hit subscribe. This will put you on our daily email list and enable us to send you articles every day in your email. I enjoy getting my article every day because I use it as a devotional. In the mornings when I get up and uh, grab my coffee and get my Bible, I read through my Bible chapters, and then I'll get my email and check the Help for Today article. I'll read that article and use it as a daily devotional. A lot of people are looking for devotional material. There's probably some good devotional material out there. But what I like about Help for Today is it's fresh. I don't just read to the end of the book and then have to reread it, but I get a new article every day. So take a moment and visit the web address, help the number four, helpfortoday.org. All right, here we go, 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3, and we'll begin in verse 1 just for uh, uh, context and refresher, and then we'll uh, begin in verse 6. Finally, brethren... And I said most Christians love it when the preacher says that. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. And by the way, we ought to pray for that every day. We ought to pray for open doors and open opportunities and that there be no hindrances to the gospel getting preached. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. So there are some men out there that are trying, without a doubt, they're trying to disrupt the gospel. But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. 
Thank God greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. And we have confidence in the Lord touching you that you both do and will do the things which we command you. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. Now, before I move on, I'll mention that has been a reoccurring theme in Second and in First Thessalonians, the coming of Christ. And Paul talks about both phases of that coming in these two epistles. He talks about the rapture of the church, where Jesus comes in the clouds and takes the church out of here. And he talks about the second coming when Christ shall come, and uh, he'll come on that white horse, and there'll be a a war, and Jesus will set up his earthly kingdom, and we read about that. But the motivating factor is Christ is coming, so live right. Christ is coming, so do right. Christ is coming, so act right. Christ is coming, so talk right. Christ is coming, so be right. Do what you ought to do. Jesus is coming, and patiently wait for his coming. Verse 6, now we command you, brethren... In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, now watch the phrase, that you withdraw yourselves. What's that mean? Pull back. That means, here's a word that many people uh, cringe at, separate. Withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition which he received of us. So Paul is warning them to watch out for that crowd that is saved. The Bible said they're a brother, they're born again, but... They're disorderly. They're not in order. What does that mean? They don't line up with what Paul had preached to the Thessalonians. They're not living according to the preaching that has been passed down from Paul. They're out of line. They're out of order. And Paul preaches against the grain of our generation and says, don't yoke up with them. If they don't believe like you, and if they don't act like you act, and they don't have the same standards that you do, then don't buddy up with them. Don't uh, join hands with them. Don't build bridges. Burn the bridge. Stay away from that crowd. He uses strong language, withdrawal. You know, when you uh, you ever had your hand, uh, I'm talking about like at a stove, and the burner's on, and have you ever just lost your mind for half a second, forgot about that hot burner, and put your hand there? Oh, it doesn't take long to take your hand away, does it? Oh, no, as soon as you feel that heat, you what do you do? Withdraw. You pull back that hand. Paul is saying with that same fervency, that same fastness, there's a word for you, that same quickness, I want you to draw your hand. I want you to take your life, draw yourself away from all those who don't walk according to the truth. He's talking about saved people. Can I say just because somebody's a Christian doesn't mean they're a good companion? Just because somebody's saved doesn't mean that they ought to be a, a, a fellow servant with you in a ministry. Just because somebody's uh, uh, born again doesn't mean they ought to be your buddy. You separate from unbelievers, but you ought to also separate from believers that are not walking according to the tradition that you have been taught. So many preachers fall into this pitfall, especially thinking that they can read after, buddy around, listen to anybody, and they'll be unaffected. But that is proven wrong by watching that person's life over the span of the next year, two, three, or four, five years where they drift and they slide and they won't ever admit it and they don't even realize it possibly. But it's obvious to compare past with present that they've changed their position. The same thing happens to you and I. It can happen. That's why we have to be careful. Just because that person's saved, they might not need to be your best friend. Be friends with everybody, uh, or rather friendly with everybody, but not friends with just anybody. You have to have some standards there. Separation's a Bible principle. We separate from unrighteousness, of course, but we ought to also separate from unruly believers. For yourself, verse 7, for yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. 
Now think about it. Paul said, I've given you the example. Follow me. I I want you to follow after me. Paul said, I'm the one who's preached to you. I'm the one who's labored for you. I'm the one who's loved you. I'm the one who served you. I'm the one who got you in, if you will. Follow me. That's part of this problem. We have so many voices today via social media. We have such ease of access And it's so easy to become unequally yoked and feel okay about it because it's just an internet yoke. It's not a physical in-the-person flesh yoke. But what happens with that is we follow after those we don't even know. And we listen to those we've never even met. And we read after those we've never even vetted. And there's so many voices echoing in our brain, and we fail to follow the one, like Paul to the Thessalonians, who actually walked among us, who actually worked among us, who actually served and labored and loved us in the flesh. God gave you a pastor. That's biblical, a pastor. And biblically, to be obedient, we are to follow the leadership of our pastor. If you're listening or if you're watching or if you're reading, oh my, I can't overemphasize anybody that goes against your pastor, then you owe it to the church to leave that church or get right and quit listening and watching and looking at those people going the wrong direction. I tell you, it'll kill your spirit. It'll make you bitter. You'll start to uh, overanalyze and emphasize any kind of what you see as negative in that ministry, and you'll just be a thorn in the flesh, a cancer to the body. Oh, my, Paul says walk uh, orderly and withdraw from anyone who walks disorderly. You say, but I don't want to do that. It's a friend. It's a family member. It's a longtime ministry partner. That's fine. I understand emotions get involved in this thing, but to be right with God and in line with our Bible, we have to love Jesus more than anything else. And here's the Bible command, love the truth more than anything else, withdraw, pull back, separate yourselves from every brother, even a saved person that walketh disorderly. Well, we'll continue next broadcast. We'll pick up in verse number six again and go down a little bit further into the chapter. And until then, let's keep praying for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.